In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Misericordius Domini is from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, the 34th chapter. For thus saith the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I send out my sheep and deliver them from all their places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold, and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost, and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick, but destroy the fat and the strong, and feed them in judgment. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the first letter of St. Peter, the second chapter. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, 
Even so, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. O little flock, fear not the foe who madly seeks your overthrow. Dread not his rage and power, and though your courage sometimes faints, his seeming triumph for God's saints, Last but a little hour. Be of good cheer, your cause belongs to him who can avenge your wrongs. Leave it to him, our Lord. Though hidden yet from mortal eyes, his Gideon shall for you arise, uphold you and his word. As true as God's own word is true, not earth nor hell's satanic crew against us shall prevail. 
There might a joke on mere façade, God is with us and we with God. Our victory cannot fail. Amen, Lord Jesus, grant our prayer. Great Captain, now thine arm make bare. Fight for us once again. So shall thy saints and martyrs raise a mighty chorus to thy praise forevermore. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, says more about him than that he is nice, or loving, or friendly, or kind. The reality of the Good Shepherd does not detract from these aspects of Jesus. Certainly, he can be nice. He is loving. He is friendly to his friends. And he is kind unless given reason not to be. But these traits are not his identity. They are born from it, along with all other traits, such as being just, righteous anger, chastisement, and the like. Traits or characteristics are not identity. What you feel is not who you are. How Jesus acts or emotes is not who he is, but how who he is is manifested. The paradox of Jesus is that while he does have many identities, he truly only has one. He is the eternal Word of God, who is manifested and made known in many and various ways. The Good Shepherd, like the Great High Priest or the New Temple, is a visible manifestation of who he is that also proclaims what he does. Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, proclaims that Jesus, the living Word of God, who tabernacles within the flesh of man, who is loving, who can be kind, who is friendly to his friends, is also 
the one true authority, the one who oversees, the one who protects, the one who guards, the one who feeds and provides, and the one who delivers. Jesus as the Good Shepherd is an identification of his sovereignty. He alone is sovereign, all-powerful, and the ruler of all. The sheep do not rule themselves. They must have one over them to govern. They have no authority to exercise in and of themselves. They are creatures that need the authority of the shepherd. They do not know what is good for them. They do not know where they should go or not go. They do not wish to stay put where they are put. Of their own devices, they will wander. They will go off. They will do what seems good to them. Therefore, they need a strong hand to guide and sometimes to chastise, to swat back into shape with a swift reminder of who it is that runs the flock. There is only one Good Shepherd, and he alone holds authority over the sheep. There are no democratic procedures within the sheep pen. All things are ordered from the top down, not from the bottom up. The Good Shepherd is the ruler, the king, the sovereign, the mighty. If he is the Good Shepherd, it means that you are under him, and you are called to submit to him and to obey him. But he is not one who lords his power over the sheep, as the powerful of this world do. He does not wish for your obedience as a way to confirm his power as an earthly megalomaniac may. He demands your obedience, your submission, your mind, your body, your soul, your self, your all, because he loves you and is jealous for you and wishes to have all of you that he may love all of you with no bit of you left out. The Good Shepherd is jealous for his sheep. He wants them to stay put and to go where he tells them because he knows the good places from the bad, while the sheep either do not know themselves or simply have no care. The question for the sheep, when Jesus declares himself to be the Good Shepherd, is this. Will you submit to the Good Shepherd, or would you rather stay with a hireling? Will you go to him who loves you, and trusting in his love, do what he tells you? Or will you follow anyone or anything that pleases you, even if they do not love you? Look at the world and ask yourself, really, with deep, heartfelt feeling, 
Do any of the things, do any of the people, do any of the organizations in which you trust love you? Do they lay down their lives for you? Do they die and rise for you? Are they truly your security? Are they worth trusting in? Ask yourself that, and you will very quickly realize that this world is filled with nothing but hirelings. And when the wolf comes, the hirelings vanish quickly. The shepherd owns the sheep. The hirelings do not own the sheep. Yet the sheep are always owned. You are never truly your own. God owns you by creation and by redemption, but Satan would seek to claim ownership by conquest. How many of your hirelings will stand up to Satan's assault? Sometimes the hirelings need not even be willfully evil, although often, more often, they are. Sometimes, though, the hirelings are simply lazy, spineless, or cowardly, and care more for what the sheep think of them than for the welfare of the sheep, and by this end up causing great harm to the sheep. What hireling would reach his arm down the throat of the bear the wolf or the lion to extract a single sheep. None does that. Only the singular good shepherd does that. Jesus as the good shepherd means he will never cause you harm. Your guarantee of that is in fact not in his sovereignty but in his love. And his love is made known to you in that he knows you and that he lays down his life for you. He has promised, as a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. He has delivered on that promise. The cross, the grave, the resurrection, these three are the deliverance. They are the act of the good shepherd to save his sheep, to dive into the belly of the beasts and to climb back out with every little sheep and lamb in his arms that he might lose none of what the Father has given him. The wolf came slinking, the lion came prowling, the bear came roaring. But the good shepherd is no hireling. He does not shy away. Love makes him terrible to oppose. Love for his sheep makes him a fearful enemy. He is more wolf than the wolf. He is a greater lion 
than the lion. His might is more bear-like than that of the bear. To be the good shepherd is to love, which is more than kindness. It is to be defender. It is to fight for those whom he loves and to fight against those who seek to cause harm to his beloved. He is the lion who eats grass with his sheep, but who tears out the flesh of those who stand against his sheep. He will lose none of his sheep, for he loves all of his sheep. And his ultimate desire is a full pen of lovely little sheep to love and to protect and to care for, one flock and one shepherd. St. Peter thus declares, For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Yet you have not returned of your own accord. Truly what the text says is you have been returned by him who chased after you and brought you back. The good shepherd who loves his sheep, who knows them, and who hands over his life for them. The laying down of his life is the ultimate manifestation of love, yet it is not the only way in which the Good Shepherd shows his love. Truly, if the shepherd is to care for his sheep, he must ensure that they have all they require. He must provide for them. He must feed them, he must give them drink, he must lead them, and they must likewise follow him to green pastures and to good streams of living water. He must tell them where to lie down, when to rest, when to stand up, when to go out, and when to come in. And he does, all of it. He gives himself entirely to the sheep. He does not care for wages, for punching in and out, and therefore does not do simply the bare minimum. He gives everything he is and everything he has to the sheep, even his life, so that they may be cared for and live in glory and in prosperity. Christ, the victim, Christ, the priest, Christ, the good shepherd, who gives his body for the feast and his life for the sheep. Stay with him, for he will surely stay with you. Love him, for he truly loves you. Follow him, for he leads to pleasant pastures and living waters in paradise. No lions, no wolves, no bears, and no hirelings will be there, only the Good Shepherd. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the people of God who now participate in the victory of Christ, 
for a holy fear and awe at the resurrection of Christ, for all fears of death and hell to be dispelled in the triumphant Lamb of heaven, and for loud shouts of praise to our God and Father for his good and gracious will, let us pray to the Lord. For Christ's holy bride, the Church, born of water and of blood from his riven side, the new and beautiful Eve from the new and greater Adam. For a unity within the body, knit together by the love and working of Christ. For all bishops and pastors, and for their faithfulness in proclaiming the death and resurrection of Christ according to apostolic tradition and mandate, and for the confession of all Christians to be steadfast and bold even unto death, let us pray to the Lord. For Joseph, our President, Michael, our Governor, and all who serve this nation by making and upholding law and good order, for wisdom and integrity to those in power, for kindness and compassion among all peoples, and for concord among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. For an abundance of the beautiful, the good, the admirable, the true, the noble, and the excellent, for true and selfless love toward the neighbor, and for the defense and preservation of all life, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to all war, bloodshed, sedition, and rebellion, for the protection of our great defender against every adversity, for mercy to those enduring want or hardship, for encouragement to the downtrodden, and for aid to the helpless, let us pray to the Lord. For all enemies and persecutors of the faith, for hearts of love and forgiveness that pray as did Christ, Father, forgive them. For the spirit of comfort to dispel all hatred and scorn, that it may not be a poison to the hearts and souls of Christians, for reconciliation among the brethren, for the return of the wayward and erring, and for peaceable lives lived upon the way, let us pray to the Lord. For the touch of the great physician in glorious risen flesh, that he would preserve and heal according to his good pleasure and the humble prayers of his people, for all in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity of body or soul, especially David, Sherry, Shirley, Carl, Shannon, Michael, Jim, David, and Sandy. For peace to those near death, and for all who now slumber in death, with thanksgiving for new life and for bodily preservation in the hope of our Lord's resurrection and our own resurrection of the body, let us pray to the Lord. O Christ, our true Passover Lamb, who has taken away the sin of the world by your death, and who by your resurrection has trampled death into the dust of hell's broken doors, permit that on this day we would join in the cries of holy alleluias that transcend all time and space as your holy church throughout all ages celebrates the life won by you, the firstborn from the dead. 
As your holy people gather, even now, around your altar, give us that true bread from heaven, that being fed with your glorious flesh and blood, we may take into ourselves the glory of your resurrection and be transformed into your image to serve, to praise, and to enjoy you forever in the eternal kingdom. Hear our prayers, even as you do now live, O slain and risen Lord, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 